the Drop Podcast. Welcome. Welcome, 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 welcome to another edition. How are we feeling today? I'm feeling good. I was in a really bad mood earlier. I'm trying to stop vaping and... How addicted are you? How addicted are you? Well, so I'm going to just bait out my friend because I tell her every day, but she basically ruined my life because like we were on holiday end of December and we were in Morocco and she had a vape and my other friend had a vape. So I was like, I'm on holiday. I'm going to vape. And then I came back addicted, like addicted. Are you like... I oh, got some sick vape. You disposable ones or like you got yeah. like okay. Yeah. And now I'm like buying two at a time. It's bad. And what is it? Is it nicotine in there? Yeah. So that's what you're addicted to. You just, yeah. You got this. I don't. No vaping in a no vaping <laughs> really in a podcast don't. room. I was in the worst mood on my way here. So that's me. You got this. It's not good. Okay, fine. Kids. Don't vape. Don't vape. It's going to ruin your life. Because with vaping, you don't even know the effects yet. You know I mean, it's too early to like done studies yeah. and stuff like of what 10 years of vaping does to you. Yeah, I know. But the world's going to implode before. Yeah, that's true. We... This podcast won't matter. No, this podcast <laughs> will <laughs> last. Last forever. But, um, wow. I'm sitting on... So we're in a new studio now and I'm sat and I've got like lights on me. Yeah, you look great. Three cameras on me. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I feel really like on stage at the moment. But no, like, just relax. I know. Chill. I mean, I've literally got my shoes off still, so. Yeah, yeah, chill, chill, chill. How are you? Yeah, feeling good. Feeling good about life. Weather's picking up, festivals picking up. Like, I'm happy in England in the summer if the sun's good. So like, obviously the sun's not that good. But like, yeah, I feel, I feel, I feel positive about the next few months. Yeah. Yeah. You seem good. Thank you. I feel like sun... London, when it's summer and when it's sunny, it's just like a different country. It's one of the best cities in the world in the summer. Literally. It doesn't feel like great in the winter. No, it doesn't. <laughs> but I want to get to a stage where I can be away for six months of the year. That'd be, be the dream. Airbnb out of the flat. Just go. That's a dream. I'm looking forward to today, though. I don't know what you're doing. Yeah, you don't know what I'm doing. No. So we're going to stop telling each other what we're doing now. And yeah. then hope that we don't end up doing the same one at some point. Maybe we tell Sinead. No, we won't do the same one. Will we? Well, I don't know. If, okay, we, 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 if you do it like UK and one US and that, that that's... I think we need to, we tell we both tell Sinead. Okay, fine. And then like she just flags if we're doing the same one. Okay, fine. I like that. Okay, that's cool. I guess we, yeah, to encapture the element of surprise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm doing the story of Jojo. Oh, I like Jojo. Okay, this is good. Why this is going to be good. Holding I don't know. Because like, it could be a bad story. Oh my God, Adam. I was nervous. I know. Uh, you literally held your breath. I was like, it's going to be sick regardless. Calm down. I'm calm. I'm ready. I'm ready for Jojo. Um, yeah, yeah, this is a good one. Now that we're like going to upload all these episodes online, I feel a bit like a dork with my printouts. I think you're, I think you're fine. People don't care. Just like a book project. It's doing your phone. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, that's good. You gotta have notes. Also, do you know what? It's hard. There's a lot of facts I want to remember. I want to do the story justice. There's a lot to remember. It yeah, has yeah. to be a printout thing. Or a laptop. Or a laptop thing. Which is like, yeah. I love it. Yeah. Do you have a printer? I do have a printer. One of the people like only the people do I know. I have, have a, a printer. printer and a shredder. That's mad. Because That's so adult. Yeah, because I had to apply for my visas and stuff. Okay, yeah. So yeah, I yeah. needed to print out loads and it's actually cheaper to buy do it yourself. a printer. 
um, and sh- uh, shredded and, shredder and, then sh- and then shredded them up. Yeah, yeah. I remember the day I got my British citizenship. Shredded the papers. And I spent a whole day shredding stuff because I had to have all my bank statements. That's very British. Everything. I loved it. I just watched films and shredded shit. It was a great day. I still remember it. Best day ever. It was like, it was up there. <laughs> it was great. Anyway. I mean, yeah. So, Joanna Noel Levesque, known professionally as Jojo, is an American singer and actress. She was a child star and was offered many record deals very early in life. I think her first one, <laughs> the first fact I'm going to say, I actually need to fact check. I think she was like literally like six or something, like really, really young. Mad. Um, but she's most recognizably known for her iconic breakup anthem, Leave, Get Out. Yeah. Leave, yeah, get uh, out. Right now. Mm. Um, and the ad-libs are so good. She's an amazing vocalist. Um, that track hit number one on the Billboard Pop Charts back in 2004. And so she was 13 at the time. And also allowed her to become the youngest female artist to have a number one single in the U.S. Her other hits in the early 2000s included Too Little Too Late and Baby, It's You. Following these hits, she fell into a hiatus and it seemed as though she had vanished from the music industry. It did. So that is what I'm going to speak about today and why that happened. Mm-hmm. She has since opened up about a decade-long battle to regain control of her career after her record label, Blackground Records, refused to release her from a seven-album seven record contract. Seven-album record contract. That's wild. Does that even exist now? Mm, That's like... Maybe not seven, but... A bit excessive, no? Yeah. Normally, normally there's options. Mm. But yeah, yeah. So she had this to say about that experience i had signed a seven album deal and i figured i can put out an album every year or two years and like side note i mean she was like 12 when yeah. she was signed so it's like it makes sense like about 23 i'll be <laughs> yeah i'll be done <laughs> i wanted to keep making music with my family so i didn't see it as a huge commitment fair and i also believe through conversation and an understanding that if it wasn't working out between us it would be okay to go our separate ways also caveat that you're 12 you're so you, 12. you don't you don't even know you don't even think oh do you know what i mean that your brain doesn't work like that really learning like the times tables yeah we were assured that the deal was very normal and the lawyer that i was with at the time said this is a great deal you shouldn't look into it any deeper than what it is side note if anyone says that definitely look into it more than you are you're going to be protected we didn't know anything we thought you know more than us so you must be right mm-hmm. damn you know so um, blackground records 2.0 formerly known as blackground records is an american record label founded and owned by jono and barry hankerson barry's niece was Aaliyah. And the label was actually formed in 1993 as a result of unsuccessful efforts to sign Aaliyah Mm. to major labels at the time. He used to also manage R. Kelly. And through this connection, he was able to obtain a contract with Jive Records to distribute Aaliyah's debut album, Age Ain't Nothing But a Number. Mad. They also work with artists including Timbaland, Tony Braxton, Tank, and of course Aaliyah. So let's fast forward 10 years to 2003. As Blackground's focus shifted towards pop music, they signed JoJo when she was only 12 years old. Her self-titled debut, called JoJo, was released the following year. This ended up selling over 3 million records. 
In 2006, she released her second album, The High Road, which debuted at number three and was certified gold within a month and also sold over three million albums. So not bad for a little, like, fresh teen. Not bad at all. She began, after the second album, she began having issues with the label, um, stating that she felt they were no longer supporting her creative direction, nor making any indication that a third album would drop somewhere down the line. The label themselves were in the midst of endless financial problems and couldn't afford to spend money on their artists. Other negative things that started to happen at the label included uh, losing their distribution deal with Universal. And Vince Herbert also left the label, who was a producer. And he was actually the one that got uh, JoJo to audition to sign to Blackground. Got you. Kind of like an A&R type. Yeah, so that's like quite a big blow. Yeah. It's your, um, it's your gang and they're gone. Yeah. yeah, and then your support's gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and not having a distribution deal, like, if you want your records to come out, like, it's not going to happen. Yes, she has it going to happen? Uh, she has spoken about the physical abuse she had re- received from the label as well. So they, at a, t- um, at a time, so this was following her second album, she only released two on the label. Um, they got her to limit her calorie intake to 500 calories a day that's very low isn't it yeah, very yeah. very very low you're well she's big to have you're supposed to have women are supposed to have 2000 2, and men are supposed to have 2500 well, so you're big no and also at this point she's literally a growing child yeah you need yeah it's fucked up but why what, what, why, what what's the, what would even be the reason to do that this was also, let's like note the era as well. So the early 2000s was very slim, slim. like Paris Hilton, yeah. like super thin, like waif, like all of that was like ridiculously thin at the time. And I'm not saying that that's okay, but it was a different time to now. Yeah. Um, it's amazing what like 20 years can do, doesn't it? Changes over time, body shapes, what's fashionable and all that kind of stuff. It's crazy. It's fucked. Uh, She said that when she was 18, she had sat down with the president of the label and they were saying, we just want you to look as healthy as possible. By making you unhealthy. By making her develop an eating disorder, essentially. (laughs) She was placed to meet with a nutritionist and was also given injections to make her feel less hungry throughout the day. She would then associate that getting skinnier would help her have the label put out her music. So it's like this like abusive relationship, essentially. Mm. Um, Jojo has said regarding this quote I was like let me see how skinny I can get because maybe then they'll put out an album maybe I'm just so disgusting and no one wants to see me in a video and they can't even look at me that's what I really thought how sad is that that's so sad especially that age as well like you're 18 years old yeah it's not you're trying one. to discover like it's like when you're trying to discover yourself you're still growing and then to have like to be locked in this record deal and then they're not releasing anything they're telling you to get thinner yeah the injections thing is really disturbing i think yeah oh it's horrible um jojo wasn't the only one who had issues with black ground tony braxton sued them for breach of trust and misrepresentation timbaland stu- sued them for refusing to finance his third album so timbaland was on them yeah um not sorry it's quite a sick roster tony braxton timbaland Aaliyah, 
everyone Jojo to, yeah, yeah. To some, that's, so Tim Lenz sorry what, to, to, like, you see them as well like Nelly Furtado track, track tracks so where are we at 2004 or something this was I don't know exactly when Shockwaves or whatever that album was Shock Valley yeah, sorry I'm just going off a tangent I apologize um, in April 2008 Jojo had been writing and producing for her third album in Boston Boston and Atlanta she had stated on her YouTube account that she was waiting for her record label to sign a distribution deal to release her album in a few months time nearly 20 of her songs were leaked through a YouTube channel Mm-hmm. The label finally signed a distribution deal with Interscope, but the label did not release her album still. And this is also around the time when they were telling her to lose weight. She was only 18 when she filed her first lawsuit and the lab- um her first lawsuit against the label for forcing her into a musical limbo that led to a cluster of irreparable career setbacks. Which is so sad actually. During the contractual dispute, JoJo relied on mixtapes, collaborations, and remixes as loopholes to release music. Mm. She was diagnosed with clinical depression and began taking antidepressants and going to therapy during this time as well. She has said that she felt that the label didn't want to be involved in the music industry anymore, but she did. And in 2010, she released the mixtape called Can't Take That Away From Me and partnered up with an outside platform to release her music. In 2011, she teased her fans with snippets of her new track, The Other Chick, but it was ultimately scrapped as during this time, the music industry had moved on to selling music digitally. Mm. Um, But the label owner, uh, Barry Hankerson, refused to release music to streaming platforms and to release music digitally. So he's just like a stubborn... Old school. Old school. That's not going to work. Not going to get money. Yeah, yeah. And like, yeah, you just can't be like that. No. In June 2011, she released a remix, like cover slash remix of Drake's Marvin's Room on YouTube. Do you remember that? Mm -mm. Um, And today it has over 58 million views. Mad. Yeah, it went crazy. So this was kind of like thought to have like relaunched career career a little bit. Um, That same year, she released a single called Disaster, which was her first charting single in five years. She had another single ready to go recorded with Drake's producer 40 called Demonstrate, which she had also shot a video for, but the label scrapped the single and the album, which was meant to be called Jumping Trains. Um, and at this time, Blackground lost their distribution deal with Interscope. Jesus Christ, these guys go for a lot of distribution deals. They're not probably the easiest people to work with. I mean, like red fucking flag. Mm. Um, she felt stuck and has said in the past that lawyers she spoke to um, basically told her that this, like, she was not going to be able to get out of this record deal and that she should basically do, have another, like, job. That's fucked. Imagine. I actually, like, the, it gives me, like, panic. Can't you just, like, release stuff? And like, just, I guess if they don't, if, if it's like, a, if, if they have the final say on, like, or oh, whether it comes out or not, then you just... But then, like, so she's releasing, like, she is releasing music and, like, mixtapes and stuff. But, like, but I, get, I don't know. Because to me, I'm like, what's the difference between, like, releasing mm. loads and... But then you're still in this fucking record deal. Yeah. It's mad. Oh, also, so according to her contract, so it wasn't just, like, the record thing. Um, She didn't own her voice. So, like, she basically was tied to this um seven album deal. Um, 
and she couldn't actually make the decisions without approval from the label about like singing on soundtracks, sing- singing on TV and films and stuff. So it really like uh, restricted what she was able to do. She can't do anything basically without their approval, and they obviously didn't approve anything. Mm. Which is like it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, exactly. She's obviously selling records. Like, why wouldn't you just release? Like, aren't you both working towards the same thing? Evidently not at that point. It's, at that point, it seems like money doesn't matter. It seems like some personal thing. Like it, it, like she said, like it just seemed like they didn't want to do it anymore. Yeah. Then just fucking release her. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess they're waiting for someone to come and buy her out. Yeah. That's what we were trying to wait for. And then they get loads of money. She was, but she was finally released from her contract in late 2013 after filing a second lawsuit. It was reported that JoJo had filed the second lawsuit against the label and its imprint, the family, for irreparable damages to her professional career. Her lawyers were able to find a loophole of that minors can't sign contracts that last more than seven years under New York state law. And thus, (laughs) that was so funny, thus, she claims that her contract was signed in 2004 and her deal should should have technically expired in 2011. Mm. Got a good one like that. Yeah. Uh, she was allowed to release new music under a new record label, which ended up being with Atlantic, but her back catalog was unavailable to stream or purchase. But when she joined Atlanta, the ANR, who was also Bruno Mars's ANR, left once <laughs> um, she signed. And he went to. Ins- oh my God. I just assumed that it was a he. Do- oh, I get that. And like you just, you know that thing. Where well, because they, like, but, imagine a doctor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Da, 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 and then you're, and then you're like, oh, he, and it's like <gasps> she. Your conditions, <gasps> your conditioning has been conditioned. Yeah, the A and R left to go to Interscope, and she was yet again left alone. Mm. But by this point, you're just like, I'm born alone. Whatever, I'm born, I'm born into know. darkness. Fuck this. She definitely gets tested for sure. Uh, in June 2016, she supported Fifth Harmony, released the lead single single of her third studio album called Fuck Apologies with label mate Wiz Khalifa. The album was called Mad Love and it was released on the 14th of October 2016, 10 years following the release of her second album, The High Road. That's mad. And also, at that age, 10 years is like half your life. Because how old? Yeah. So she was, when it came out, she was 25. That's wild. Still quite young, isn't it? <laughs> no. Sixteen. No. Wait, my maths. Twenty sixteen. No, twenty six. Yeah. <laughs> Cause then I was like, then she would have had to release <laughs> Leave Get Out when she was six. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, true. Math is not math. She was trying to get signed when she was six though. <laughs> true. Mm. Um, so that album, Mad Love, debuted on number six on the Billboard two hundred chart. Which is still great. Uh, she embarked on a Mad Love tour, which lasted for four months, um, which included dates in North America. And also, also quite crazy that she's kept such so many fans for 10 years. Absolutely. You know what I mean? That's yeah, wild. Like devotion. Yeah. But her, fan must have, her fans, because I think she wasn't able to go the traditional route of like releasing albums and then the promo tours and... All of that, I feel like she probably had to find her own way to connect to her audience via YouTube and mm. all that, which is like normal now. But I think at the time it was quite like new, yeah, new. Um, 
because that's all she had really yeah she had to, yeah. was working against her she got pushed into it in a way yeah in 2017 she announced her departure from atlantic and announced a new venture her own label clover music which was a joint deal with interscope she then re-recorded her uh, Black Ground catalog in 2018 to make it available on streaming services so that she could just, like, avoid Black Ground, like, for good. She had re-recorded her vocals as well as slightly re reworked the production. JoJo did not own the masters to her music, so it was refreshing when she finally won access to her past work, um, allowing her to re-record them all. Oh, yeah. This was also seen with Taylor Swift during her battle with Scooter Braun, as many fans have noted as well. And she has said about this, quote, a few years ago, Taylor had me over at her house, actually. She was just like, I can't believe everything you're going through. This is so fucked up, so wrong, blah, blah, blah. And of course, she couldn't have known that she would go through something similar where her catalog was bought from her. Mm. Um, this was... This is relating to when um, uh, referring to Swift's intention to re-record her masters because Scooter Braun uh, purchased Taylor Swift's former label, Big Machine Records, and then alongside that, the masters for her six albums. Yeah. Her six albums were included. And just a quick note on that, like... Taylor Swift didn't wasn't actually given the chance to buy her own masters like mm. it just went um and she has said god I would have paid so much for them anything to, anything to own my own work was that was an actual sale option but it wasn't given given to me the reason I'm re-recording my music next year is to is because I do want my God, is it just me or is what she's saying difficult to say? The reason I'm re-recording my music next year is because I do want my music to live on. I do want it to be in movies. I do want it to be in commercials, but I only want that if I own it, which is totally fair. Mm. Um, yeah, you want to make, make money if you're on stuff in it, like. yeah. But obviously, there, yeah, similar things happen to them, and I'm sure they're not the only ones that this has happened to, but they're obviously in like such different stages in their career. Yeah. It must have just been difficult also for Jojo to even make money. She yeah. She doesn't own anything. Like what can she do? Like go on tours, but then like. No, you're living off money. Like, yeah, there must've been some kind of way that she should have done it, but because she, she did survive and stuff, but imagine getting told, so you go find another job. That'd be harsh. I literally couldn't. <sighs> I actually can't. It's mad. It gives me so much anxiety just thinking about it. Yeah, it's crazy. So going back to JoJo, she had been vocal about not being invited to award shows in the past as she rebuilds her career. But following the release of her albums Mad Love in 2016 and Good to Know in 2020, she gained her first ever Grammy for Best R&B Song for her collaboration with PJ Morton called Say So. Mad. <laughs> since then clover her label is not associated with interscope anymore but now with warner records and she has released more albums and she's been on tour she released a track called the change written by diane warren which served as the official anthem for joe biden's 2020 presidential campaign <laughs> she did bits. yeah she's also been on broadway just last month this year and appeared on The Math Singer. And yeah, she seems like she's doing well releasing music and finally like taking ownership of, you know, mm -hmm. she's 30, 
too. She's still got. She's you know what I mean. She's still got a career ahead. It's just so. She was just so promising. She was basically like, robbed of late eight years. I, and also, not even robbed of that. Like the, the pressures that she was put through in those teenage years. That's like you know what I mean. It changes a person. That's so stressful. But it's it's good that she's got a happy ending because a lot of child stars stories don't have a happy ending. Yeah. So I feel like every cloud has a silver lining thing. That that battle that she went through because she wasn't just like star 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 star. She went through the, and now she come out the other side like stronger because yeah. of it. But fuck me. I know. Like in the interviews and stuff now, obviously post all this shit. They're just like, oh, like, how do you feel now? Like, you've gone through all this. And she's like, it's just made me stronger. Yeah. I'm just grateful for all my fans. And, like, I'm grateful in the position I'm in now and stuff. And it's just like, she sh- she still shouldn't have gone through all of that. No, not 100%. Yeah. But, wow, her, like, like she really wants to be a singer. God damn. That's what I mean. She was tested. Like, also, wow. it's quite, I didn't know any of these new tracks. You just check Jojo and like I didn't, I didn't like I didn't know like yeah. I mean obviously I'm probably not a target fan base but it's just it just doesn't like it didn't enter my psyche that she was like, back back I didn't really check for her like that what's kind of great about it is looking at her thing now like on Spotify her most popular track isn't Leave Get Out it's like some track I've heard too little too late do you know what I mean so she's too like late, late was her second single oh okay oh that's fair about them God were you listening to my story sorry brother no, but um yeah that was her second track I believe yeah, she put out albums, isn't it? December Babies and all this kind of stuff. No, I respect it. I respect the hustle. And that, like you're saying, something like Taylor Swift and that when they redo their tracks, because it's like, you can find a way in it. And I love that. Like, fuck it, take the power into my own hands. You Because you could sit back and be like, okay, well, fuck it, that one's gone. Taylor and her were like, no, nah, I'm just going to, let me go do my own thing. The, it's not even hustle because... No, it's, it, she was going against. It's fine. It's just a bit weird, isn't it, to have two versions of the same song? But like, fuck it, I'll listen to that one. Pretty better than singer now. She can make money off that. Exactly. That's what I mean. And like, zero point zero zero three p. But I think no, that's a sick story. I like that. Yeah, I feel like you've got these um terrible music in this, like record label stories down to a T now. There's quite a lot. Of there's, them. A, there's a few more to come. Hey, also, that label sounds. Particularly bad. Insane, right? If everyone, if everyone's suing you, there's an issue. Because sometimes it's personal relationships, or whatever. But if everyone's suing you, and you're just kind of like, you know, yeah, yeah, you're bad. But I like that. Behind the drop, the best music stories, crazy, crazy industry stories in the world. We bring them to you every week. At behind the drop with two P's on the Twitter, on the Instagram, on the TikTok. Follow us up, and we'll be back next week for more. 